Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have the privilege of talking to Susan Bennett, who's the original voice of Siri. You guys, it's Siri, and I'm so <laughs> glad she doesn't know how many times I've yelled at her for giving me bad information on my iPhone. Well, you're not the only one, Steph. Most people think Siri is just a robot, which it kind of is, but the very first Siri with an English-speaking voice and an American accent came from Susan Bennett. Oh, my gosh, you guys. And when she turns her Siri voice on, yes. it's incredible. It's incredible. It surprised us and we knew it was yes, coming. Yes, it did. And her story is amazing. How did she find out her voice was chosen to be Siri when the iPhone 4S came out? How did she get paid for being Siri? And does she play any practical jokes on people in public with her voice? Oh my gosh, we would, we would totally do that, Kevin. We absolutely would. <laughs> you guys, we can't wait for you to hear this very fun conversation with the original voice of Siri, Susan Bennett. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. Steph. I can't believe this is actually happening. This is going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. And I cannot wait for the <laughs> listeners to find out who we're actually talking to right now. Well, friends, our next guest is a professional speaker, musician, voice actor, and probably has the world's most recognizable voice. That's because she is the original voice of Siri. Siri, people! Ladies it's and gentlemen, Siri. please welcome and tell us a good story, Susan Bennett. Oh, welcome! Thank you so much. Well, Susan, Steph and I were talking before this conversation. We are going to do our very best not to be those annoying people <laughs> who ask you to say everything <laughs> in your Siri voice, like okay. say this and then say this. And then I'd be like, okay, now say it in your <laughs> British accent. <laughs> do <Yeah>. that now. <laughs> but your personal voice is different from your Siri voice. So can you just right off the bat, say something in your Siri voice to let listeners know that you are truly the original voice of Siri. I am truly the original voice of Siri. <laughs> I, wasn't, I honestly wasn't expecting that. <laughs> How good was that? I, because listening to your regular voice, you just don't think that Siri voice is going to come out. How she can flip a, yes! flip a switch like that. Yeah, it's funny. When, you know, the first Siri business was happening years ago uh, on Halloween, a little boy came to the front door and he said, all the neighbors say you're Siri. And I said, yes, I am. He said, you don't sound like Siri. And I said, how about now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Siri sounds different now, though. They've changed the voice two or three times. Mm -hmm. since, since my time as Siri, yeah. Please tell us that you use this superpower of yours with your voice <laughs> to play jokes on people in public or leave voicemails, <gasps> leave voicemails. for people. Please yes. tell us that you do that with your voice. I don't really. Susan! Oh, yeah. Missed opportunity. I'm sort of an introvert type person. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm happy to do it for other people, but I don't ever think to do it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> for your own entertainment? Oh my gosh. The thing is, so Steph and I were talking, if Steph had this superpower, mm -hmm. you would be using this on me all the time during conversations of, 
I don't know what you're talking about, right? Yes. In, in your yes. Siri voice. In you my would, Siri voice. You would play that against me all the time. Absolutely. Do you do that, Susan, with your husband? No. No. <laughs> no. You know, no. She's no. more mature than we are, yeah. <laughs> No, I've just had many more years of dealing with it. <laughs> you know? Okay. So you've been a voice actor for years, right? Mm-hmm. And so you did a project for a tech company back in 2005. Mm-hmm. Can you walk us through what you did and then how you found out that you were actually the voice of Siri? Yeah. Well, there's a company in Atlanta, Georgia called GM Voices, and they have recently been bought by a company called Blend. So now it's GM Blend or something like that. But I've been working with these people for decades, and I mean decades. And it's mostly stuff like doing messaging and, you know, please press one, that kind of thing. And in 2005, they came up with these really wacky scripts. And the reason the scripts were wacky is because they were created just for sound and not at all for meaning or content, Okay, you know? And so nothing made sense because all of the phrases were created for sound and not at all for meaning. So I was reading sentences like, cow hoist in the tub hut today. Oh gosh. Say schist fresh issue today. Militia oi hallucinate buckra okra ooze. Yeah. And so, and this was like four hours a day, five days a week for the month of July, 2005. So I think I lost some brain cells during that time. (laughs) So if, if, you know, if all of a sudden I can't remember what I'm talking about, you'll know why. (laughs) So Susan, do they just give you pages of pages of scripts that you have to read? In fact, I still have some of it and it's like this thick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it for maybe the first hundred or two, every phrase and sentence had to be read exactly the same because this process called concatenation was going to take place. And what that is, is a technician and a computer would go into the recordings and extract sounds, reform these sounds into new phrases and sentences. And these are the things that ultimately became Siri, Alexa, Cortana, all of those characters. And because all of the sounds had to be consistent, every phrase and sentence had to be consistent. So it was monotonous, you know, it had to be read like that. There was no emotion and you had to be very careful to articulate so that they could go in and extract a vowel away from a consonant. And that's, yeah, it's just amazing stuff. And so six years later, boom, there's Siri. And uh, I was told when I first did those recordings that it was just going to be, oh, it's just some generic phone stuff. (laughs) Well, (laughs) not quite. This phone became an actual persona, Siri. And so that's how it happened. And I I learned about it on October 4th, 2011, when Siri first appeared. Yeah, a fellow voice actor uh, emailed me and said, hey, we're playing around with this new iPhone app. Isn't this you? And I went, what? So I went on the Apple site and listened. And I was pretty horrified because something that big and that important, I didn't know anything about. What? Yes. They never asked you. They never talked to you. They never said, hey, you're going to be this voice of Siri. No, because the recordings that were done were for a company called Nuance. And they provide those types of voices, you know, like anything, things, sometimes things that you'll hear on the phone or just uh, computerized voices. And so Apple got their computerized voices from Nuance. And the first original Siri voices were mine for North America. There was an Australian voice, a British voice. And I think the fourth one was French. I'm not sure. And those four people did not get paid. Mm. But, but 
the bright side of that coin is we could promote ourselves. We could advertise it. And ultimately, I came up with a whole new career because of it. So I'm very grateful to old Siri. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the any of the voices that came past that were paid, but they had an NDA. And for instance, uh, you know, I know Alexa. I've spoken to Alexa. I've Zoomed with Alexa. And she's very frustrated because she's a talented voice actor and she can't do anything. I mean, her name is out there, but she can't verify it. And she can't say, yes, I'm Alexa, and she can't do any other work. So I'm just hoping they paid her well. <laughs> and that's because wow. she signed a non-disclosure agreement. Right. right up front. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So over the last couple of weeks, when people have asked us, hey, who do you have coming up in the future? Who are you getting ready to talk to? We have said, we're talking to Siri. And the first response we typically get is, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was a person. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah. Everybody thought it was just like, a, a robot, robot. Yeah. that was just yeah. made up. The second response we always get, and this was like consistent, Susan, uh-huh. was, oh my gosh, I bet she is filthy rich. <laughs> and yeah. I would always tell them like, no, no, no. This was like a contract to hire job. Yeah. You don't own Siri, right? So right. I think that's kind of a mi- misconception. You don't own right. Siri. You don't own Apple. Yeah. None of that. You truly found this out after the fact. Yeah, Absolutely. So with that, did you ever meet Steve Jobs? He, I think he died like the day after Siri he came did. out on the iPhone. And he was very involved, I think, in the development of Siri. And I'd recently read this fantastic book by his eldest child, Lisa Brennan Jobs. And boy, what a great writer she is. She's just a great writer. You'll, you have to read this book. It's called Small Fry. Okay. And it's a great glimpse into the brilliant but really strange, quirky mind of, of Steve Jobs. And one of the one characteristic he has, he was incredibly stingy. And so I've always said, well, no wonder we didn't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, what's most important to you when it comes to building a new home? Okay. I want a builder who's an expert in what they do is going to be honest with me and cares about even the smallest of details. Well, thankfully, we know just the builder. You know it. It's Jay and Connie Luby with Luby Companies. Friends, don't just take our word for it. Go check out their website at lubycompanies.com. That's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Okay, I have, so yes. I have so many follow-up so questions, many questions to ask from what you. she just said. Go ahead. Wait, can I go first? Yes. Okay, you're a voice actor. How did you decide which voice of yours you were going to use when you were doing that month long of reading that script? Well, I basically just used my my regular speaking voice. And I think that when it became Siri, I think they modulated it a bit and they did certain things to enhance whatever sound they were looking for. And I heard one of the one of the Apple engineers say one time years ago that they were looking for an otherworldly voice with a dry sense of humor. <laughs> and I said, that's okay. me. <laughs> so when you're speaking four hours a day for an entire month, right? I'm assuming your voice, you get tired. So what happens if you're going hoarse or if your oh. pitch is off? How does that work then as a voice We don't actor? use those words. No, we don't <laughs> use those words. <laughs> well, basically, you have to really take care of your voice if you're, if you're doing that amount of work. And I did insist on taking lots of breaks. And when they did want to record more stuff, I said, two hours. <laughs> Not for two hours. Yeah. And because what it did was preclude me from taking any other work at that time. Mm. And especially, you know, when humans speak, 
you know, we go up and down with our voices. We, you know, there's a lot of different intonation, but with what this was thing is just so boring. It's like taking a cheese grater to your vocal cords. You're just talking like this all day long, talking like this and and more of this. And then there's more of this. (laughs) And so it did get extremely tiring. So I just, I rested a lot. And so, you know, you really, and I, I have terrible allergies and I live in the allergy capital of the world, Atlanta, Georgia. So, I mean, you just have to figure out what works and yeah. uh, take care of yourself. So the iPhone 4S came out on October 4th, 2011. Okay. Steve Jobs passed away October 5th, yep. 2011. Mm. Yep. But you did get a chance to meet Steve Wozniak. Steve right? Wozniak. Yeah. And I am very grateful to Steve Wozniak because of him. I have this new career as a speaker. You know, when I first came out as Siri, I, I went, I did a lot of different tech conferences and things. And, and one of the ones I did, he was the keynote speaker. And so, you know, we're all sitting in the green room and stuff. And he's such a good guy. He and his wife are both very dedicated to education. And he's just, he's just a very sweet person. All the geeks were surrounding him, asking him all kinds <laughs> of questions. And he just sat there forever talking to them. So he was very sweet. And he called me up on stage and the two of us were talking about Siri and Apple and all that. And he's afterwards, he said, Susan, he said, you're really comfortable on stage. And I said, well, you know, I was an actress and a singer and I'm, <laughs> I've been on stage a few times. And he said, you really ought to do this. You need to be a speaker. And for a while there, we tried to do it, you know, piggyback. You know, he would be the main speaker and I would be a second, you know, the, okay. the uh, pre-speaker or the secondary speaker. But he asks, he gets so much money <laughs> that they didn't have any left for the pre-speaker. So oh. that didn't work out. But he did encourage me to get started with it. And and uh, because of him, I, I have a whole new career very, very late in my career. So it's great. That's fantastic. But here's the thing. Like she said with her being an introvert. Is it true, Mm. Susan, you waited two years Yes. before you let anybody know that it was your voice? Yes. I look at it now, I just go, what an idiot I was. And um, all during this time, my husband and my son were both pestering me. And they just said, you are missing out on this most unique opportunity. And I think the thing that was bothering me about it is because I know how humans are and we like to stick people into typecast them, stereotype them. And I knew that if I came out as the voice of Siri, then a lot of people wouldn't think that I could do anything but that. And at the time, I was doing a lot of different types of voiceover work. And I thought, well, you know, if I if I come out as Siri, then that's it. That's it. I'm just going to be Siri. And so I wasn't ready to do that. Plus, you know, I didn't want to bring the wrath of Apple upon myself either. And so I kind of had to talk to some lawyers and see what my situation was. So as long as I say I'm the voice of Siri, then they can't can't find issue with that. So (laughs) that's true. I would be nervous too. Like I don't want to get into any legal issues as well with a huge corporation like that. Mm -mm. Right. Okay. So what did your husband and son think, Susan, when they found out you were the voice of Siri? Yeah. Well, they were really excited. And as I said, for two whole years, they kept pestering me to to reveal that it was my voice. Now, it's funny because some people that I know recognized my voice immediately. And then there were other friends who are voice actors and they've got good ears and they didn't know. So, (laughs) wow. yeah, I knew immediately, though. Yeah. So after two years, when the iPhone went to a new operating system, right, and they switched the voice of Siri to Mm -hmm. something else. How did you feel about that? Were you sad that it wasn't going to be your voice anymore? Or how did you feel? I, I wasn't 
uh, completely surprised by it because I, I know that it was very important to Apple that the voice be anonymous. And so they wanted people to be able to imagine their own Siri, you know, so they didn't want people to be able to put a face with the name yeah. and with the voice. And so that's why that's why they changed the voice. But, you know, that person had an NDA and they changed her voice, too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how all that research is done, but right. I'm sure it's I'm sure the bottom line is making more money. Isn't that what you think? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I think it always is. That would be a good guess. Yeah, it always guess. is. Yeah. yeah. All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. What's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book? Honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes and Noble. Yes. And? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. All right. So, Susan, for all of our guests, I like to give a list of fun facts that let listeners know kind of what you've done and some of the accomplishments you've done. And Steph is not aware of any of these. So, you are going to see her true, genuine reaction to some of these fun facts. And I told you, Steph. Do I need to get earplugs? You might. Aw, Susan. We call her naturally loud, Susan, is is what we call her. I get it. I get it. (laughs) So, Steph, Susan went to Brown Universities. Oh, wow. Yes, Ivy League School. She went to Brown University's Berkeley School of Music. After graduating, she toured as a backup singer with Bert Bacharach and Roy Orbison. So, she is very accomplished in the music industry. And like she said, she's been on stage before. She's been in the music industry and actress. So, but she has been backup singers for like big name people in the industry. Wow. Now, you, you've toured with them, right? Yeah. What was that like? Well, I remember the first time I met Bert Bacharach, and astoundingly enough, staying at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> 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 but it was close to uh, Chastain Park, which is a, a wonderful venue here in Atlanta, and that's where his tour was going to begin. So, you know, he's up in the penthouse, and those of us from Atlanta, he brought a small uh, rhythm section with him. And, he, and so we all gathered in his penthouse to rehearse. And, you know, he's sitting down at the piano, and he turns and he goes, well, Susan, what do you think about this? And I'm going, talking to me? Right. <laughs> Bert Bacharach's talking to me? So that was really, really a treat. That's because he is just, ugh, he has written so many songs. It's unbelievable. What a great experience, especially yeah. in your career like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So Susan, her first job as a voiceover artist was as an ATM machine. She was Tilly, the all-time teller for First <laughs> National Bank. That's not 100% correct. Okay, please correct me then. Um, that was my first appearance sort of as a machine. Oh, okay. I was singing the jingle for Tilly. So okay. I was, you know, I was Tilly's singing voice. And then at that time, you know, they didn't have interactive machines. This is the late 70s. I was two. <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> and so um, no one wanted to use ATMs at that time because they, they didn't trust. I mean, they were a machine it was with brand their money. new and they yeah. didn't trust putting their money in or taking their money out of this machine. You know, they just, they didn't, it just, there needed to be a person there. Yeah. And so the um, advertising agency in Atlanta that was in, you know, charge of promoting it, they suggested, why don't you give it a persona? Tilly, Tilly, the all-time teller. They put a, you know, happy little face on it. Then they had a jingle and it became the first popular ATM in the country, the first successful ATM. So I'm just assuming that all the other ATMs in the rest of the country had some sort of name for their machine. Do you remember the jingle? I'm Tilly, the all-time teller. I work for First National Bank. That's good. I don't remember the rest of it, but (laughs) along those lines, yeah. All right, Steph, you ready for this? Susan is the voice of Delta's airline gates worldwide. She is the voice that tells you what zone you're in. So, Susan, can you give us an example of what that sounds like? Thank you for flying Delta Airlines. And I'm so sorry, you're in zone Z. It's worldwide. That's so that's what you hear at every Delta Airlines. Like, do you do your voice? Do they say, hey, this is for Delta or hey, this is for an ATM machine? Are you just giving your voice and doing certain things and then you later find out what that was for? Well, unfortunately, those recordings that I did in 2005 that became a computer voice, I have no control over where those went. Uh-huh. And so sometimes I'll be somewhere and I'll hear, oh, there I am. <laughs> you, can't, really? you can't escape me. Yeah. But for, for Delta, that was, I was, ha- I was hired mm-hmm. to work for Delta. So that was, that was a little bit easier to take. <laughs> have you ever done GPS, like navigation or anything? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, you that's have. where all those navigation, all the GPSs came from those recordings that were done in 2005. And afterwards, all they were all IVR recordings, interactive voice response, and uh, and GPSs are on there too. Yeah, in fact, my agent in Los Angeles, when I first got him, he he said, "Well, Susan, I was going to go buy myself a new Mercedes." He said, "But then it was your voice on giving me directions." He said, "It just that just didn't seem right." <laughs> so how many? Do you realize how many people have yelled at you? <laughs> Directions. Yes. Yes, and I'm taking down their names. <laughs> Girlfriend, my mom. Uh, yelled at oh, Susan a lot. Oh, Siri, Siri. Dang it, Siri. That's not what I said. So yeah. funny. So with Susan, after coming out as Siri, mm-hmm. okay, so two years later, all of a sudden she was on CNN, Queen Latifah show, Showbiz Tonight, the Mariah Carey Christmas special. She read the top 10 list for David Letterman. Oh, that's fun. And then she did her own TED Talk as well. Okay, we need to we need, we to, stop we there. need to like go back on all of that. <laughs> David let's Letterman? Go, yeah, let's do David Letterman. What was that like? Well, it was a funny situation because this is right when the Siri thing had, had broken. And I had just flown home from New York and I was going to fly to Los Angeles and so I get this, you know, request to go to David Letterman. And, and I said, geez, I just came back from New York. I got to go to LA. I said, you know, I'll just record them at home. And so I recorded the top 10 list, you know, in my home studio and, you know, on the actual Letterman show, he, <laughs> he didn't really know what was going on. He thought he was supposed to read the top 10 list. I don't know where he thought Siri was coming in with that. And Tom Hanks was a guest 
at the time. So he, David was totally confused. He didn't get it. And then he went into this whole thing about, oh, Susan Bennett couldn't bother to come to the show. <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, my funny. gosh. Yeah. That is fantastic. Well, looking back on it, I should have done it. I should have done it. But one of those things that you can't undo. Right. You know? That's true. Wasn't there something with CNN that they were trying to like see if it was really her? Yes. So that's what I was going to ask you. So part of, quote, coming out, right, yeah. as Siri, how does that work? Do you hire an agent to do a you know publicity mm. tour? Do you send an email to CNN and say, hey, I'm the voice of Siri? How does that work? Um, there's a, a wonderful journalist um, named Jessica Ravitz, and she had interviewed me for being the, the voice of Delta Airlines Gates before. And at the time, she said, you're Siri, aren't you? And I said, shh. And uh, so, you know, she kept my secret for me. So when I wanted to come out, I contacted her. Mm. And so we did did a little interview for a a local show. And then someone said, oh, wait a minute. This is a pretty big deal. This is this is the Siri. And so suddenly they they said, well, no, no, she needs to go go to New York and go to the, you know, CNN morning show. And so that was the very first one. And um, it just blew up after that. So, and then I read to confirm that this was legit. They hired like a third party audio forensics expert, a forensic audiologist. Okay. Yes. To confirm yeah. that, hey, this, yeah. this is legit. This is yeah. 100%. I told voice. my husband, I said, what if this guy says it's not me? Yeah. <laughs> right. I know it's me. <laughs> right. If he's lying. But he said, yeah. yes, 100%. Yeah. So. <laughs> Honestly, that's I would be nervous too. Like I know this is my voice, but when I'm sort of like, no, that's not even close to being that yep. same person. I'd be like, no, right. it is me. I swear yeah. it's me. Well, what's interesting? He came out immediately. Like 100, percent that is the voice. Yeah. If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So, final fun fact. Susan has also done voiceover work for many top brands like McDonald's, Delta, like we talked about, Coca-Cola, Paramount, Warner Brothers Pictures, Walt Disney, Cartoon Network, Discovery Channel. What? And she's also in her fourth year as the announcer for a podcast, and I believe it's called Jones.show. Is that right? Right. Jones.show. Can you tell us more about that podcast you're involved with? Well, the podcaster is Randy Jones. And he's an author. And he had written this book called Show Me. And he had interviewed a bunch of people. And I was one of the people that he interviewed for his book. Okay. And I, we really hit it off. He is very gregarious. He's the opposite of me. He's always coming up for stuff for me to do. I say, Randy, Randy, take it down. Take it down a notch. <laughs> but he is wonderful. He's a very sweet person. He's got a kind heart. And the whole point of his podcast is to put some good stuff out there. Yeah. I would say it, it looks really good stuff. Like she said, it's positive things like what we're doing. Yep. So the other thing I was, I was curious about, Susan, do people just come up to you all the time and ask you to say stupid stuff when they know that you're Siri? Oh, when they know I'm Siri. Um, yes. Not really. Okay. Not really. People do, you know, say, oh, you, you know, we say something in my phone, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. But I'm um, not 
You know, not really. I think it's, it's it, you know, it's not a brand new thing anymore. It's, you know, Siri's okay. been around for a long time. <laughs> right. Well, when you're out, what do most people ask you to say? Like, what's the weather like? Or can you give me directions? Like, what do they ask you? They don't really care. Okay. I mean, there's not anything specific. When you do your speeches, do you start it off in your Siri voice? Sort of. I say, you know, hi, I'm Susan Bennett, the original voice of Siri. And... Uh, <laughs> And then I just, uh, I talk about how the recordings were done because to me, that's the fascinating thing. Yeah. And it's just, a, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable when you think about it. So that was the very beginning of what is ultimate, you know, AI voices. Siri was the very first one. So I talk about how the recordings were done. And then I talk a lot about, you know, the voiceover industry in general and what that is. And, uh, and then I talk about how it affected my life. And it was a real life lesson for me. Right. How so? Well, um, I was very, very concerned about being typecast and, you know, I really love what I do. So I didn't, I didn't want to lose any aspects of the, you know, my opportunities doing voice work. Mm -hmm. And and I wasn't sure how crazy people were going to be about it either. And, uh, you know, the very first day that I revealed, <laughs> revealed myself, you know, we had TV people flooding the lawn and my, and my, <laughs> my, my husband was at the door going, she's in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not here. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you said you've met Alexa. Have you met yes. any of the other original series from like Australia or the British yes, version? Yes, I know the, Austra the original Australian series is a very talented woman named Karen Jacobson. Okay. She lives in New York City. And uh, she and I actually had lunch together and, and the walls didn't even cave in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. And I'll tell you, the British series, who was called Daniel... Okay. Is a very famous and wonderful BBC announcer named John Briggs. Oh, and okay. he actually came to the United States and actually came to Atlanta to meet me. And Aww. so yeah, he and I hung for hung around together for a couple of days. So that was that was very cool. That's yeah. very special. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the only people on the planet who would have the same similar experiences yeah. as her right. because they were the same way, Susan. They didn't know that it was they their voice, know. right? That's they weren't right. informed by Apple. Yep. So it was, this, it was like the same same process. Mm -hmm. They had no idea. Well, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, of course, it's Apple, right? They do all this amazing things. But like, they're like, okay, well, we have a North America Siri. Well, we need an Australia Siri. Like, I wouldn't even think With that. With the like, accents? Yes. Like, I would just think you have one Siri. But no, you make sure that everyone's voice. And you know what's funny? When I was doing the research on Susan, it was talking about how certain accents do not get picked up by Siri. So like a Boston accent does not go well. Right. A, a Southern accent like Louisiana, mm -hmm. uh -huh. they're trying to talk to Siri. Siri doesn't understand them. <gasps> oh, I didn't even understand yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. People don't think about uh, the depth of this technology. Siri doesn't understand me. It's like, well, what do you expect? This is just a little tiny piece of technology. And what you should be amazed at is the, the scientists that came up with this stuff, all the, you know, right. the techie folks that came up with this. It is mind-boggling, mm -hmm. really, when you think about it. Well, listeners, for more information about Susan, you can go to her website at SusanCBennett.com. 
also, all of our social media, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, is at Seriously Susan. Seriously is spelled S I R I. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. Had to do it. Had to do yes, it. Yes, you did. <laughs> and we will put links in our show notes on our website so you can click on this and go right to her social media. Mm-hmm. Well, Susan. Thank you. Like for an introvert, this was really good. You had great <laughs> stories. You know, if you talk to a lot of people who are on stage, you know, I, I heard Beyonce talking about it one time that that she has an, a different persona when she's on stage. She's got a different name for this woman. I think it's Sasha Fierce or something like that. So I can rise to the occasion. I can when I get on stage, I can, you know, do my thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm very, very happy to get off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for saying yes to us. Absolutely. You were fantastic. Well, thank you. So were you. I, I appreciate being invited and I've done hundreds of interviews and you're the good guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's aw- thank, well, thank you for you. that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it was really cool because you guys are so enthusiastic. I mean, it's a, you know, I think you probably get the best of your guests because you're obviously very interested in, in your guests. Well, oh, either the you. best or I scare them. It's one or the other, <laughs> Susan. It can go either way. <laughs> Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tells a Good Story.